you have arrived at your destination. Hey, John. Yeah. Are you ready for a spooky, scary episode? I don't know. It sounds scary. So, so spooky. Uh, it's got Batman in it, though. So oh, well, cool. then, then I feel a lot more comfortable right. with it. Well, there we go. Cool. Uh, this week, we're talking the long Halloween on Animation Destination. Destination Podcast and Animation Celebration Podcast. I'm your host, resident cartoon junkie Brandon Jones, and I'm here with John Myers. Hello, friends. And this is our special Halloween episode. Yes. Suggested by you, John. Well, you know, it there's was, there's a few things out there this year, but yeah. dang it, we got something. Right? You know, it it's kinda it's kind of funny. I've been doing this for good lord, since 2014. So <laughs> uh, eight years. <laughs> We got all doing this podcast. Yeah, right? Uh, I think I think next year will be eight years doing this podcast, Whew. which is crazy to me. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. That just made me have an existential crisis. <laughs> um, but, yeah, 2014, I started this podcast, and so it's like I haven't had a Halloween episode every time. Yeah. But it's always hard to come up with a Halloween episode. Sure. So Well, the, there's only so many years you can do Nightmare Before Christmas. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Which I still haven't even done, actually. Are you serious? <laughs> I, didn't, see, I didn't even suggest that because right. I thought, surely he's done yeah, that. I, I haven't. Um, you know, like, which I probably should do that at some point, I suppose. Oh. Um, I, I should rewatch that show and, and or that movie and, and do that. So uh, That might be something to do. Uh, Mitch likes that movie. Uh, maybe I'll have him on. There you go. So there we go. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so, but you know, you run of stuff to do finally did last year was um uh simpsons uh, oh yeah uh, the, the treehouse of, Tree, Tree of horrors which was long overdue so but yeah. this this year we got delivered uh, a nice little uh mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year uh and the middle of the year uh batman the long halloween part two yes by the dc animated universe uh which is i would put this up there as the best one they've done in a long time like I've, just the, the, the in yeah, general in general yeah. i haven't been super uh, happy with a lot of the ones they've been okay. doing. Uh, didn't didn't much care for Apocalypse War. I thought yeah. that was. Mm-hmm. I'd say the last really good ones that I enjoyed was uh, was uh, Reign of Superman, Death of Superman. That Reign was of Superman. so yeah. good. Yeah, Death yeah. of Superman, Reign of Superman. I thought was very good, mm-hmm. and that was like kind of the last one. Hush was like, eh. I didn't like Hush. And, yeah, and I love they, the book. And yeah, that, that's kind of what surprised me. Is yeah, that I would usually. When the book really stands out to me, yeah, I'm usually all in on the, on yeah. the movie, and it just really didn't do it for me. Yeah, the the change, the change I think was too big. Like yeah. the change at the end, like who did it? Like, yeah, like that's who fair. Did it? it was like way too large. It was like way too different from what it was. And then I, I don't know. And then Batman was the crazy one for not wanting right. to kill. Like it was very bizarre. Yeah. I was very 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 weirded out by that. Um, yeah. I didn't hate it when I first saw it. I don't hate it now, but it is just a little bit weird to have that that ending be what it was, just mm-hmm. because I guess they couldn't just say it was it was Elliot, was Thomas Elliot, right? So, which is fine. I guess that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, in this, though, they keep pretty close uh, to the original uh, 
uh, plot. Agreed. Uh, they change some things around just to like make you to make you guess, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and it, and it works out very well. So uh, because the initial book in itself kind of has like a misleading ending that's not the ending so yep. they sort of can keep that going with it so uh but there will be spoilers for the animated movie obviously on this mm-hmm. and there will be spoilers for the comic book on this as well so yep. if you have not read the comic book series the maxi series the long halloween by jeff Loeb and tim sale uh go go read that first because it's yeah and I'm, I'm gonna piggyback on that and say go ahead and turn this off because yeah. <laughs> you really yeah. really need to read it yeah pause this go find it go read it come yeah. back and re- and watch this and uh or if you just watch the movie without reading it then i guess it doesn't really matter <laughs> but uh so that's fine but um yeah uh definitely if you haven't watched the movie at least go pause this go watch the movie uh because uh spoilers ahead but before we get to that, we're going to get into our animation recommendation, mm. uh, which I didn't even remember to prepare for when this <laughs> happens. Um, so I'm just going to say, um, just going to scroll down and find something. <laughs> oh, man, this is bad. This is bad, John. Uh, uh, Young Justice is out right now, but uh, I, I, I don't I don't really want to recommend yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, do you really want to get the, put that out there? <laughs> Can I just say, okay, <laughs> animation non-recommendation. Uh, this is a, this is a reverse recommendation. I don't normally do this. I watched episode three uh, okay. of, of Young Justice today, and I was so insanely bored by everything going That's on. That's really sad. I, I, I noticed all the animation shortcuts they were taking, yep. which I don't blame sure, studios for. Sure. When their budget is probably slashed in half, or they only have a you know whatever to make twenty four episodes, you know I get it. Like, I, the, but it was just so apparent these these the, like the slash that they took and the the animation budget uh, problems that they have. No one is speaking to each other; they're just mentally speaking. It's like watching like a semi animated podcast. Like, okay, that's pretty bad. It's really weird, and like, and and again, the animation that they use isn't bad, but it's very clear they're taking these shortcuts, yeah. like not having to map any like vo- lip movements or anything. There is one scene in the entirety of that third episode in which lips actually move. Mm-hmm. That's it. One scene. The rest is all mental verb uh, contact. Um, See that's hard. It's just you know yeah. it's it's kind of like like DB DB Super like right. You know, I really really enjoyed the show, but the mm-hmm. the the budget cuts that they had throughout the show yeah, and like you could tell yeah, eighty percent of their budget went to yeah. like three episodes yeah. every arc. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like oh come on. It's yeah. just like it's just so hard to get through. And like it is boring. Right. And when it's really obvious like that, right. I think it really just takes away from yeah. from the show as a yeah. whole. Exactly. If I'm being entertained by what's on screen, it typically helps. Like yeah. if like the dilemmas going on or the drama that's happening is intriguing it, this isn't like it's yeah. not like I I it's uh, I don't know if you know this racism bad. <laughs> Got it. Thanks for the Got reminder. it. It's literally it's literally just no way. like it's about this <laughs> it's about these inner inner tangled politics on Mars that's going on right now. Like that's the plot of the, the of the show. And it's just like I, I don't care about it. like they introduced like five new characters again and I'm supposed to care about them. And I'm like, yeah. I don't care about any of these characters. I've yeah. never seen them before. 
like all Megan's family and like the Prince of Mars, and, like all these characters. I'm just, I don't know who these people are. Mm -hmm. I don't know who they are. I don't care about them. And and I'm supposed to like I don't. So it's it's very bizarre. And and I I don't know why they continue to go down this road of introducing these characters and not putting them on missions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that used to be what the show was. Right. They they were the team and they got put on missions and then they went and they solved the mission. And then that tied into a greater story overall. That's, that's what those, where they missed the mark. Yeah. That's yeah. what the first two seasons were. That's what the first half of season three was. Um, and then they just went off the rails with whatever else. So my animation non-recommendation is uh, not to watch Young Justice Phantoms, oh. which is hard for me to say. Yeah, that's because last thing I'd ever thought I'd hear out of this show. The first two seasons of that show are, is some of my favorite TV I've ever watched. Mm -hmm. Ever. It's Agreed. one of my favorite series Yeah, it's of all really time. good, really, really good. Um, and now apparently, like, the series is, like, in the hands of the, of the audience again. Kind of how, like, when it was, like, canceled in 2014 or whenever. Mm -hmm. um, and then it got resurrected through uh, Netflix and all that stuff. Um so it's kind of like in that ballpark again. Like it's like kind of on shaky grounds with HBO Max. And I'm just like, if this is what they're going to do with it. Yeah. I don't really care. Like yeah. Maybe it's time. Maybe, sure. maybe it's time. Like maybe when, it should have just stayed right, dead. <laughs> right. Like how like, you know, when, when Futurama first got canceled, it's, it was terrible. Like, but then when it went off the second time, it felt good because like, yeah, it's about time. Like it had its run. Now yeah. we can go home with that. So. Uh, but there we go. That's that's my animation recommendation. Mm, that's sad. <laughs> uh, not to watch Young Justice. I hate to say it. I can't believe I'm saying it. Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be great because they they are doing a subplot that I'm very much like more of that, please. I want yeah. that. So if they go towards that entrance, then maybe I'll be like, okay, cool. Maybe maybe it'll be good. So um, that's another set of new characters, though. But they sort of set that up in season three, so it's interesting to see what they're doing with that mm -hmm. now. So we'll see, but. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, just just give me Vandal Savage and uh, you know and fighting Nightwing and stuff. That's all yeah, I want, right, and right. that's all I really wanted. Uh, but I don't ask much. I don't ask for much. Just, just give me more of the thing you did before. Uh, but uh, moving on to Toon News, and in sad Toon News this Halloween, uh, the voice actor Jack Angel dies at the age of ninety. Long life, mm -hmm. very very good long very life. Much. Um, but uh, he is best known i guess for playing zarkon on voltron he was the main guy the main bad guy there mm -hmm. he was a lot of transformers uh he was ultra magnus not in the movie that was robert stack uh but ultra magnus uh many other ones he looks like sir ian mckellen he looks exactly yep. like ian mckellen it's terrifying <coughs> um and uh he also played hawkman in the uh the in the super friends, the super friends yeah. yes he was Hawkman. Yeah. He was Hawkman in there. Uh, but yeah, Jack Angel was a legend, uh, did tons of stuff. He apparently was in uh he was in something very recently. Um but uh you know, he, he's he's a legend. He's been around forever. He was in The Little Mermaid, he was in Beauty and the Beast, blah blah blah. So he's even been in some Pixar movies. I think he was in one of the Toy Stories. I think he played like a, a background character in one mm -hmm. of the Toy Stories. So, you know, plenty of stuff. Jack Angel, voice actor. Dies at 90. May he rest in peace. Um, and uh, all that good stuff. Uh, there's a trailer for Hit Monkey Out, which is the new Hulu comedy series. Yep. The only other surviving Marvel comedy series from that big line of 
comedy series yeah. that got canned completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one was going to be like the like side project of it that wasn't going to be connected to all of them. Uh, after watching Modoc, I'm really glad the rest got canceled. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't hate Modoc, but I just think it's not very good. I didn't get into it. Yeah, I don't think it's very good. Um, I had no interest in that Dazzler and Hellcat yep. series Mm-mm. with Chelsea Handler. Way like, too random. Yeah, just, I don't care. I don't, like, first of all, don't ruin Dazzler for me. That's <laughs> Al- Allison is uh, that's 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 one of my that's one of my my comic loves. <laughs> okay, all right. Don't screw that up. Um, so you know, again, I like sound powers. That's what I enjoy. Okay, and it's like, but you know, like it's. The old Pride of the X-Men and the, yep. the X-Men Arcade, Dazzler was yep. the one I always pick, you know. But, you know, that she was the coolest looking character in that whole thing. Uh, so that was, you know, that that's that's where I, the love from for Dazzler came from. But then I started reading the comics. My dad had uh, a lot of the comic runs for her when she was the disco Dazzler. Yep. And uh, the rollerblades and stuff. Terrible. But <laughs> <laughs> I prefer her 80s look from Pride. Uh, but, you know, like, don't, don't wreck that. Don't turn this into some weird, stupid comedy thing. And it all got canned. But mm-hmm. Hitmonkey, uh, from one of the writers of Deadpool, is going to get made. So, and it's about a... A monkey that's uh, that's a hitman, and I think that's about the extent of that premise. Yeah, the uh, the extended <laughs> but, trailer finally came out. Yes, and when yeah. I was, and then this is what we're talking about. Like when 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 I watched that, sorry, uh, I got distracted. Yeah, right. uh, when I watched that, you know, I was I I didn't know anything about this character. Right. Yeah. And so finally seeing yeah. what the, what the concept is about it, of right. like this it was, this hitman ghost. Yeah. Is able to talk to the monkey, right? And yeah, then the monkey and is doing what he's doing what he's telling him to do. Telling him to do. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty cool concept. It's, actually. it's way out there. Yeah, it, it, it does not surprise me that this is a Deadpool writer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it, it's it, it's um like it's like two concepts kind of crammed into one. It's like how can I get this monkey to kill people? Well, I also, right. I, I also have this idea for an undead hitman. So let's just smash those together <laughs> and see if that works. So that should be fun. Um, there's also a trailer out for Blush for Apple TV Plus. Um, it's about a about a guy who meets an alien uh, on like a tiny little planet, and they maybe have a family. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know that one. The trailer is very interesting because it just sort of he comes down like he just they, it's like a it's kind of like a uh, the little prince kind of a planet like it's a tiny tiny little planet right mm-hmm. and this guy like crash lands on this little planetoid. And he's kind of stranded there. And then this other alien girl lands there as well. And he just kind of looks at her and then like envisions or sees the, I don't know, sees the future of them having a family on this tiny little, Hmm. like little circumference of a planet. Sure. uh, It looked interesting. Okay. I've, I've, no voices were used. No like dialogue was exchanged. I don't know if that's going to be the entirety of the whole thing. Yeah. If there's going to be dialogue or whatever, but that's on Apple TV plus. Oh, okay. Um, So... I'm not going to see it. Yep. <laughs> so good. Good luck so, to everyone out there. So if anybody's Apple got Apple TV Plus, <laughs> let me know. Um, it might get a theatrical release at some point, like Wolfwalkers did, because that's how I saw Wolfwalkers. Yeah. I didn't get Apple TV Plus. I just went and saw it in the theater, um, because mm-hmm. nothing was going to stop me from watching that. Which I still haven't done an episode on, by the way. I should do that, because um, that's my favorite. Well, could be my number one on my upcoming episode yeah. of Best of the Year. Could be. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, wait, it wasn't. It was last year's. That was last that year's, was last wasn't year's. it? Yes, yeah. So it's not, but uh, it it would be if I watched it this year, if, if it came out this year, it absolutely <laughs> would. I actually know what my favorite movie is this year, 
but I'm not going to say it yet. So oh, okay. <laughs> it's like now something else could okay. come out. But, I was going to say, yeah, um, I hear academia's coming out here. Really that's soon. true. That's true. Oh, just saying. That's true. I usually reserve that, like even though they're like great, I usually reserve those to not be like my movie of the year type things. Oh, okay. Because that's they're not like be mainstream. Well, well, I mean, no, not not so much that. It's just that like it's part of like a bigger story. So it's like oh, okay. you know what it's I mean? Not, it's like, like own thing. It's own gotcha, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like gotcha. like just a now, movie that's fair. that. That's but fair. you know, I, I reserve it for sequels too, so it's hard to say. So you know, but uh, <laughs> we'll see when my hero comes out. Because, uh, but uh, yeah, because Mugen Train didn't win last year's. It was, it was Wolfwalkers. That it won was, last year's. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mugen Train didn't win, uh, which is saying something because Mugen Train was amazing. But I think it's yeah. also Mugen Train's also contingent on the fact that you've actually watched the series as well. That's true. So that's true. That's the that that's the other thing. So you know, on its own it's like, oh that was a cool movie, but I didn't get any of it. <laughs> like if I went and saw it without seeing the series. Uh, but yeah, so we'll we'll see when that comes around. I think I'll have all three because I love having you, Steven, and Mitch on. That's like my favorite crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can just mm-hmm. BS about stuff. So yeah. I think that'll be. That's uh, always I always like getting together with the three of you guys as well. I agree. So that'll probably be my end of the year uh, episode with you guys. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Very cool. Uh, but I gotta wait to the end of the year because I can't do it before everything's out. You know, no, can't. Like, that wouldn't that wouldn't be fair. Of course. I've, <laughs> Of course, in 2019, I said that uh, Dr. Stone was the best anime of that year and not Demon Slayer, and what a fool I was. Yeah, that was... Uh, I, I, that I, didn't age well. I, had, I didn't get to episode 19 yet on Demon Slayer, <laughs> and that uh, that got me. So, you know. uh, get to episode 19, kids. Um, it's the greatest thing in the history of ever. Um, but that's going to do it. Uh, John for Tune News. Okay. Uh, which take us into our ad break of the day, which I'm just going to do live right now. Hey, hey. John. Yeah. Uh, you do anything spooky this weekend? I actually might be. Oh, my goodness. Well, but I'll tell you who else is doing something spooky is The Destination Ooh. here in Louisville, Kentucky. The Destination at 5031 Shelbyville Road, uh, 40207, correct? Yes. Yep. Uh, and uh, they're going to be doing uh, a trunk or treat uh, ah. on October 29th. Uh, at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., mm-hmm. uh, come out to the destination. They'll have uh, uh, the parking lot will be all there, filled with crazy, kooky trunks of uh, you know, with 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 special effects and spooky things and costumes. There'll be costume contests and candy and 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 all sorts of little grab bags and stuff for everybody to enjoy. Uh, that'll be uh, again uh, October 29th, this Saturday. From when listening to this podcast. Two days from now, mm-hmm. uh, go check out The Destination uh, at 5031 Shelbyville Road, 40207, uh, and uh, say say hello from the Animation Destination podcast if you went there from there, because I'll be there. I might give you some free candy if you say it, because, yeah. I will be there as well. well there and we I go. will also give you some free candy. Well, there we go. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Uh, that's it for our ad break live ad break wow first one of the first one first one of the podcast love it uh hopefully oh man i can't really i need to i'm, I'm getting my numbers up i want to get an actual like ad that'd be fun <laughs> <laughs> like, like, be, be paid for this it'd be pretty interesting yeah i've been doing this for eight years uh <laughs> still not paid for it but that's it we're now back for our topic of the day, which is Batman 
The Long Halloween, parts one and two. Part one and two. Yes, both animated films. Um, so as we were saying before uh, we got into the rest of the episode, The Long Halloween is a titular story of Batman. I would say. Um, yes. Uh, along with your Dark Knight Returns, your Killing Jokes, mm-hmm. your Night Falls. Yep. Uh, you know, the, this those is big ones. Usually when people come up to me and they say, John, I want to get into comic books, what do you recommend to me? Mm-hmm. I always start with Batman mm-hmm. because he's just so widely known. Yeah. And this is one of the three books I always recommend. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's because Batman, you can tell a different kind of Batman story mm-hmm. for just about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman, who has borrowed a lot, you know, he's, he's borrowed a lot from the pulps from back in the day. Uh, a lot of it borrowed from the shadow, um, but just sort yep. of exploded into popularity of... of, uh, of the Grey Ghost. The, the Grey Ghost, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Because, you know, people like have that whole, like, you know, like like Bill Finger and Bob Kane and right. you know, that whole thing. It's like, uh, Bill Finger also ripped off a lot from the shadow. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but but it's fine, it's fine. You know, it's like, the you know, you, you borrow from what you love, I suppose. That's right. But, um, but yeah, um, so you have uh, the long Halloween is is kind of that... Uh, that story that that really tells like it's basically an origin story for Two Face, um, yep. which is art which already happened in the comics, but it's a retelling and a reimagination of like what that was like. Yep, um, and how Gotham's descent into this costumed freakishness has affected the mob in right. a way, because like the mob as how they've you know sort of taken over uh, uh, Gotham and things like that. Mm-hmm. Or, and like how that affects them, um, uh, it explores Thomas Wayne's relationship with uh, Carmine Falcone, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't think was ever really explored before. Was Carmine a, a character before this? I can't remember. Or was did he become a thing because of Long Halloween? Uh, I can't. Rem- I don't know which came first, the yeah. chicken or the egg on that one. Right? Like, I I wonder if he was actually created for this because he's such a well known character now. He's in all like the types of yeah you know of uh of um he was lore for yeah, he was in the new gotham show yeah he was one of the main main monsters yeah. in that mm-hmm, yeah um yeah i mean that's kind of, that's kind of the thing is is that's that's one of the things i really like about ah. the story is it first appearance batman 405 1987 so okay well, there you go so well, this was well before that well prior to that so um, yeah but yeah i mean it, this is this is a great uh, um, group of mm-hmm. you know the rogues, mm-hmm. um, but also you know you kind of hit it was you know the transition from the mob violence and the gang violence to basically the supervillains. Yeah, the costumed. Yeah, the, the costume violence that occurs and stuff like that, and how that's affecting the city, but also just the like the the majority of this this movie uh, is centered around. Uh, the mob, you know, yep. like the 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 whole like yep. Batman doing this stuff is like you know that that's like the meat of what he's doing, but the whole mystery is surrounding all these mob hits that happen mm-hmm. on the holidays, which are that's where this whole thing starts is on Halloween. Um, you know, there's some mo- there's mob hits that are going on. This this the son of uh, uh, the nephew of Carmine Falcone uh, is murdered. Uh, but it's very noir esque. Yeah. A, a very, a very clear, like, like visual of a gun with a rubber nipple on the on the yep. front of it, 
to silence the gun, which right. would not work. Yeah, that doesn't work. That doesn't check out. <laughs> but it's not science. Yeah, but <laughs> in '97 that was a thing. So it's like you know, the, like it, it was to silence the gun. But it's just that that creepy visual of this long-barreled uh, uh, gun with a exploded rubber nipple on the top on the mm-hmm. edge. So. Um, and what that actually meant, you know, it's like, th- th- is there any symbolism to that? What's the and symbology? What's there? the symbology? <laughs> like, um, but yes, uh, you know, there there actually is in accordance to the story of both the comic and the, and the movie. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, yeah, they, they don't really silence it in this one. They sort of just in in the movie version, it's it's more of just like a, it's it's sort of a message kind of a thing. So. Uh, because they change exactly what the motivation for all this stuff is, right? Right. Uh, which is interesting. They keep the they keep the the suspects the same though, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, uh, the Falcones are getting m- murdered on every holiday, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, nephew dies on Halloween, and then you think like when they say like, "Oh, the long Halloween," it's going to be like one night of Batman fighting villains on Halloween or something. Nope, it's a full year of Batman's life. Yep. So we go through a full year of this set of murders all the way back to Halloween. Right. When it finally gets, well, solved, quote unquote, and then uh, then it continues on like month, a month later. But uh, but yeah, so the, 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 the long Halloween is basically what the mafia is calling this because mm-hmm. it's just this series of mob hits, the Falcone family just getting iced by this this holiday killer uh, named Holiday. Yeah. All throughout uh, uh, the movie, uh, we have Calendar Man, who's basically uh, 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 Hannibal Lectoring the whole time. Yeah, m- yeah. more or less like yeah. the informant. Yes. You know, that's right. kind of like helping them figure all this out. Right, yeah, because they're trying to figure out, it's like, well, this guy's only hitting on holidays, right? So who knows about that? So they go to they go to Julian Day and ask mm-hmm. him, and he's just sort of like, oh, oh maybe this is the <laughs> And he plays with him the whole time or whatever. Uh, but... Uh, the, the first the first half uh, is is about uh, Dent, Gordon, and Batman, uh, basically trying to clean up Gotham. Yep. Uh, which is the centerpiece of the Dark Knight, uh, the right. Dark Knight movie. Uh, th- that's the influence of the Long Halloween that everybody talks. Because whenever somebody set mentions the Dark Knight, people go, well, it's based on a few things like Long Halloween, you know, the the uh, Long Halloween. That's the central thing. Is just this team of. District Attorney Harvey Dent, Commissioner Gordon, and the Vigilante Batman yeah. coinciding with each other to take down the mob by bending the rules, not breaking them, sort of, uh, sort of things. Um, and uh, it, it, it's it's pretty cool. And that's you learn through this that like that's where that's where Dent got his two two headed coin. Yeah, uh, was from Batman. Uh, they this is a it's a younger Batman in this too. That's the other thing. Um, uh, a little bit, a little bit too uh, uh, incompetent in some areas, I would say. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It, it, again, they 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 kind of like they kind of like emphasize like this is a young Batman. You yeah, know? and like, the, the, he he's very dumbed down a little bit. Yes, he, and so, it's, yeah. so you know he he even has like a dialogue with Alfred mm-hmm. at some point where he kind of discusses how you know when I chose to do this, like my whole intention was. 
that fear was going to be my biggest strength. Like right. I never knew that I was going to have to be an actual detective. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and, he, this, yeah. and this is just a classic mm-hmm. whodunit. Yeah. You know, That's what so it, yeah, exactly. He, he, you know, he gets it narrowed down to like mm-hmm. five different people. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> what's it, great about that is he just, they keep going and going and going. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. He keeps thinking he's got it and yeah. you know, it, it, it seems to change all the time. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a great little extent, and and he even doesn't have like you know his uh you know his his acrobatics down. He's chasing Catwoman at one point. Yep. Which I love the fact that they use the uh the Batman animated series Catwoman outfit yes. for this mm-hmm. because in the in the original book they used the '70s purple yep. kind of mouse looking '80s mouse kind of looking version, um, uh, which is a callback. So having that callback here to being like as these kids are old enough to understand this reference, so it's like yeah. literally just that gray and black mm-hmm. outfit that she had in the, which is my favorite uh, Catwoman outfit actually yeah. out of all of them. So uh, actually, my favorite is a fan one done that I can't <laughs> even describe right now, but you know, it's, it's like a fan artwork uh, that was that's really cool. That's like my favorite. But my favorite canon Catwoman is definitely a Batman animated series. Yeah. Um, and uh, great voice cast in this too, by the way. I agree. Jensen Ackles. Jensen Ackles, my man, kills it yeah. as Batman. In Agreed. This. He's the best one I've ever heard since Kevin Conroy, Kevin Conroy. at doing uh, the Bruce Wayne Batman voice. Like, yeah, same guy. Yeah, but you'd never really know it if you were listening to it. Well, and that's kind of you the know? thing is 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 that's a big controversy in my book, mm-hmm. like the Batman. Bruce Wayne transition voice. Right. Like, you know, the Ben Affleck is doing it with a voice modulator. Yeah. I hate Christian Bale's yeah. uh, Batman voice. Hey, baby. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a joke. It, it, it it's, is. It's a joke. It is. And, you know, <laughs> and so meme. I can appreciate that. And, and that's what I really love about Kevin Conroy is mm-hmm. it's such a different voice. Right. Yeah. But it's so well done. Right. You know? Yeah. And so I I, exactly. I completely but agree with you there. He's now my second favorite voice of Batman. Just uh, It used to be Bruce Greenwood, but mm. Bruce Greenwood never really differentiated between Batman and Bruce Wayne. He was yes, just... fair. He was just gravitas Bruce Greenwood yeah. being both guys, which <laughs> was fine, but uh, that was the Young Justice version, and he also played him in Batman the Red Hood. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, who was... <laughs> Jensen Ackles played the Red Hood in that. Right, too. exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. he gets to upgrade and gets to be Batman in this one. Uh, really good in this. I think he's fantastic. Uh, uh, Billy Burke as uh, as uh, Falcone. I think yep. he's fantastic. Um, Naya Rivera, who died uh, the summer this came out, actually, which mm-hmm. is super sad. She died at like thirty three. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy. Uh, she played. Uh, she plays Catwoman. Catwoman. In this. Um, but yeah, I I didn't even hear about that. I didn't even like. I'm not super familiar with Naya Rivera's work, but uh, upon doing research of this, I, I found out about it. So Jack Quaid is uh, Alberto Falcone. Mm-hmm. A lot, lot of good, um, a lot of good mobster voices. Yeah, a lot of great mobster voices in this. Uh, Troy Baker returns as Joker. Yep, because that's the only person they can get to play Joker. That's not Mark Hamill. <laughs> right. Uh, it's like I I'm not the biggest fan of Troy Baker Joker. It just kind of seems like a watered down Hamill. And, that's yeah. I mean, you know. the, but that's that's. But you see, but that's what's so hard about you know when you got a character that just or a voice actor that just nails something right. so perfectly. Exactly. And I mean, and and you know, I would argue, you know, people in in our generation, like yeah, like you know, Jack Nicholson was one thing, but like the Joker that we grew up with, right, was Mark Hamill's Joker, right. So yeah. like that, when I think of the Joker, I think of that voice, I think right. of that original look from the animated series, mm-hmm. and you know, so. When you've got that bar set, yeah, 
it's just hard yeah. to do anything. And it is. I mean, so so what do you do? Yeah. So yeah. so so you, you you take that crazy away from it, mm -hmm. yeah. or you water it down so you yeah. don't sound like you're trying to be Mark Hamill. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Which you're totally. Which you're totally Hamill. doing that. Exactly. <laughs> and and that's the thing is like is like I think maybe try something a little different. But the way this Joker behaves is a lot like it's animated series. Yeah, one hundred percent. When you have a Joker that behaves differently, like in Dark Knight Returns, they got Ben from Lost. I yeah. thought that was really good casting yeah. because he was more of a he was kind of a sicker like less funny like more like visceral type of joker right you know? so but um, but that's but that's what the, see this is the joker as, as an adult that i like yeah because it's it's not it's th that crazy kooky yeah like that mark hamill was right but it's mm -hmm. like that total murderous yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> you know just like yeah no empathy, nothing. No. Just, just, just no, no conscience. It's just, yeah. you know, means to an yeah. end of he, creating chaos. Yeah, he's not even like a big part of this whole thing. Yeah, like he's literally just a, a right. bit player exactly. in the whole thing. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he, you, you, you suspect him at one point. You know, because that's where that's where uh, Calendar Man directs him. You know, with, with the mm -hmm. whole thing, and then uh, he's he's escaped he's escaped Ar Arkham and. You know, and he's going to, but even then that's just like basically a distraction for everything else because yep. he's going to unleash uh, laughing gas on everybody, mm -hmm. you know? And so Batman has to fight with him in a plane and, you know, and for some reason I forgot that part in the comic entirely. So I thought that was like added to this, to the movie until, oh, I, okay. until I went back and read like, Oh no, he does yeah, actually yeah. fight Joker in a plane. I forgot about that part. Yeah. So that actually is in the comic. So. Uh, you know, you gotta have those action beats. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I just, I could have sworn that they just added that. I was like, oh, we need an action beat here. How about he fights Joker in <laughs> a plane? How are we gonna hook these guys? How are we gonna hook them? And I was like, but no, that's totally in the book. So, uh, I do color me, color me corrected. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, you have all these, like, uh, the, the interpersonal, like, stuff with Falcone and, like, how he's tied to Bruce Wayne mm -hmm. and how he's kind of trying to convince Bruce to fund him because yep. his dad did. Um, you get this awesome. We're not gonna go into like full like recap of everything. I just want to talk about like good stuff that happened. Yeah, and and, and uh, I liked the scene of uh, of young of young Carmine, young Roman on uh, being saved by Thomas Wayne well, after uh, he was shot. After he was shot yeah. by by mm -hmm. the Romanis. Like I thought that was really interesting. I thought that was cool. And then he speaks to young Bruce. You yep. know, and they get to have that little conversation like prior to everything. Um, yeah, that's it, it's really cool, and just I, I like this because it is a mob story. It's a it's a it's a film noir that is right. that is done with the the dressings of these Bat Family characters. You know, these of this Rogues Gallery. The biggest change to them, I would say, is uh, is Catwoman. Uh, Catwoman is portrayed entirely differently in this. Agreed. Because uh, in the book, she was still she's still a villain. Uh, this was back when she was still a villain in the comics. Mm -hmm. uh, they've since kind of gotten gotten rid of that. I I kind of prefer Catwoman as chaotic neutral. They've made her chaotic good at this point. I mean, she's not a villain at all. Right. And I don't think that's right. I think she is a villain. I think she's, you know, just sort of a thrill seeker and a, and a thief and with like a few morals here and there. Um, and she has the hops for bats. That's like pretty much totally. it. That's, that's like pretty much it. But um, so she's very much like goody goody in this uh, more so. Yeah, than, they've already the, got a relationship yeah. going on. Yeah, exactly. I did like that. I did like that talk where they had like, it's like, hey, so like this isn't really working out. 
And I think we both know why. <laughs> like it's like yeah. I like that just yeah. because like it's interesting because like yeah we both know this we just don't say it like mm -hmm. like we both know that we're two different people you know which also uh, is a little bit of foreshadowing to Two Face's origin obviously Very true. through the whole thing. So, mm -hmm. um, but the main character of this whole series is is Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. Yeah. Harvey Dent is the main <clears throat> character. I I would argue he gets not the most screen time but he's there at pretty much every plot point that occurs more so than batman i would say uh it, it whenever like something happens he's kind of in the center of it mainly because he's a suspect sure. <laughs> like so they kind of sure. have to keep that going uh but just the idea that like harvey dent two-face this is his origin story this is him kind of trying to track down falcone and it's like Killing his marriage, his marriage with Gilda, who's a completely different character from the comics in this one as mm -hmm. well. Uh, she's very sheltered. She's very torn away. Um, you know, she she just wants to be with Harvey, and you know, supposedly, um, <laughs> you know, it's like that's 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 the implication. Which in the comic, that's exactly what she was. She was pretty much just this very, you know, subservient wife who just kind of is going along with like Harvey's whole obsession with getting Falcone, mm -hmm. as it poisons his marriage the whole time. Um, uh, but as the, as the Falcones start to get killed off, things start to ramp up. Uh, Harvey's getting stressful. He starts to hear voices inside. They don't overplay that, which I like. Like yeah. every now and then he'll just hear like a voice in his head. And so he has that split personality, the, the big bad Harv. Big bad Harv. Yeah. Which is the best, it's the best Two-Face voice I'd say since, uh, since the, the anime, anime series. series. I agree with that Cause, too. Cause yeah. I love the way that, uh, Bull from Night Court, forget his name, sorry, uh, played him in the original. Like he mm -hmm. just, that, that raspy kind of voice, but you know, he he would go again. That that two dichotomies of, of voices, and the guy who does it here is it Josh Dumal that does him, or no, he does uh, Gordon, or does Do Josh Dumal play him in this one? I can't remember who does it, who does him in this. But um, yeah, it it's so good. Like, and it really takes you by surprise too when he when he first talks. Right, you think it's like I had I had my headphones on, and it's 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 those like surround yeah. sound headphones, yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there watching the movie, and and of course, you know. I, I've read the book hundreds of times, so I mean, like, yeah. I know what's going on, but it took me by surprise. Right. And so, like, when I heard it for the first time, because it was, it's almost like a, ah, like, yeah, like right. that. And, then I, and right. I was like, whoa. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's kind of it shocked is, me. Yeah, it is uh, Josh Duhamel who, play, who plays okay. him. Yeah, so okay. Okay. Jo Josh Duhamel plays him, and it's Billy Burke plays Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, it, it's so good. Like, the, just that raspy yes. voice that he gets. You know, we even have the, the original. Um, uh, origin story of acid in the face mm -hmm. uh, that was always back in the day the original uh, 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 origin of him they they bring it back to that which I enjoyed uh, they didn't change that up um, you know because my first initial thing about two face was that he w was uh, uh, was he was blown up half in the, in the animated series half him got blown yep. up and I think that was like the initial and then I learned I think from Batman forever. They mentioned that he got splashed with acid. Yeah, because they did and the think, thing where he, they put the yeah. file on half. He, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah. The file yeah. on half of his face, and that's why it only did the half. It only did the half, yeah. Um, but it was almost like the exact same it was, yeah. scenario. Yeah. And, and that was that yeah. was real. I, I love that twist because I don't remember which Falcone it was, but basically It they, was uh, the other guys, the Maroni. Oh, it was, it was it the Maroni. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. They basically, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. um, tell him, okay, I... Uh, 
I'm gonna squeal. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm tired of I'm tired of this this war. Yeah. I got to make this right with justice, yeah. and in the courtroom, totally double crosses. Yeah. Him completely. Because flips. the whole thing was a setup to mm-hmm. do the acid in the face in front of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Which in the comic, he's actually set up by his assistant too. Like. Yeah. Uh, Vernon is it? Was that in this too? I don't remember. Because uh, Vernon, I don't think is even a character. In no, the movie. he's yeah. not. So yeah. Vernon like even gives him the the vial of acid because he's keeping tabs on Dent the whole time. So it's just this whole web of mm-hmm. lies and scheming, mm-hmm. which is very noir, very much in that way. The art design of this, I, I I love as well. Like the art design of this of this movie because like it's it has a Tim Sale thickness of lines to it that I enjoy. Yep. Uh, but it's obviously. I see that. But it doesn't look like Tim Sale's work. I think Tim Sale's work pretty much works on the printed page. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would work animated wise. Uh, first of all, his Batman is real ugly. Like he's butt ugly. Like it's like, but I love it. Like a grizzled. I, it was grizzled. He has this gr- scowl on his yeah. face. It looks like a looks like an ape mm-hmm. almost. And, but it works. It just like that 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 vision really works for uh, for Tim Sale's Batman. It really looks cool. Um, and. Uh, so I really wouldn't want that to be translated exactly, but I love the art design of this because it's different from the other DC animated movies with these thick, dark lines on the characters yep. and no black lines on the backgrounds. Yeah. So they really pop out in the front of it, and and it just, but it has a real good noir look to it that I enjoy. Um, uh, Batman's super black, like mm-hmm. a black uniform, and uh, Catwoman's the dark. She again has the gray and black, but it's a very dark gray. I, I just dig it. And, the, the, and all the villains have got great designs, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. And they're all real toned down like that as yes. well. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because, again, this was like... This story was like... that. This was like Tim Sale really having fun with these character designs. Yeah. The Joker is super lanky. And, mm-hmm. like, the, his... his his toe curls are like huge. <laughs> yeah. He has a giant smile and a huge thin chin and stuff. Very cool stuff. There, the scene where Poison Ivy takes over Bruce. In the, oh, that's so cool. That was a cool one in this because that was a pretty good translation. I kind of wish they had the. They can't really do it because she was nude. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't do it. But where she takes over Bruce's mind in the book mm-hmm. is so good because she's like barely there and it's just leaves yep. like around her and she just like kind of like reaches her hands around. But it's really cool how they do that in this as well. And then they she almost gets Batman later on, but he headbutts her. Yep. <laughs> it's like, yep. yeah, there we go. Not this time. Not this time. <laughs> I had my... I had my bat fake lips on or whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Remember yeah. that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I still remember I still remember that from Batman and Robin where he had the fake lips, but they didn't peel right, and like one of them just kind of stopped halfway. It's like you didn't want to do a take yeah. two? Like, nah, these were expensive. We're not doing a take two. <laughs> it's like we're not doing it. Oh man. Uh but yeah, it the 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 way the way like the way they do this is 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 pretty much spot on, and they they introduce all these characters. I love Sophia Falcone. Mm-hmm. I think she's awesome. Oh, yeah, I think she's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like she has a whole Scarface moment at the end too, which one hundred percent. Yeah, I I, just, I wanted more of Sophia. Like I was surprised that you know because she was very heavy uh, in the mm-hmm. in the second volume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't think she was in the first one she's at all. She's not in the first one at all, no. She's not even in the first one, which is interesting. Because Al- Alberto gets killed in the first one. And I guess they put a lot more focus on yeah. him in the first one, and maybe that's the reason. Yeah, yeah. And, well, what I liked about this is that they set up, and this kind of took me by surprise. Well, it didn't because I 
I, I told John this that I watched the second half first for some reason because mm-hmm. I just assumed everything was going to be the same as in the book. Right. <laughs> but they do make a really good foreshadowing of book two and like what of part two is that Alberto even mentions like uh, get falling in love with the wrong woman. Yep. Um, and how like the family really like like screwed her over yep. and did all this stuff. So I don't want to be part of this family anymore. And that's when Holiday kills him and he falls into the river and then he gets cut up by the blade. Yep. Which is uh, close to how it happens in the book, I believe. Um, but in the book, Alberto never dies. Yeah. He actually fakes his death in the original. Um, but in this, Berto is dead. Yep. <laughs> like like he straight up gets killed. Um, and that little bit about the marrying the wrong woman actually comes back into play, which I think is very interesting because mm-hmm. it changes the dynamic of the real holiday killer Agreed. through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a cool twist, right? Yeah, and 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 and, and what you can appreciate about it is yeah. that like when you're when when you know the book, yeah, you can sit there and read that and be like, yeah, and still be surprised, right? Exactly. You know what I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because the, the the whole thing about like Alberto being the holiday killer, but not the only one, yeah, uh, is that whole like rule of twos with Two Face. So mm-hmm. there's two holiday killers, and you think it's Two Face and Alberto, but it's actually the other person, Alberto, which I guess we'll get to, but. I really wish they went heavier with Sophia, honestly, because like Sophia was like really like this the idea of like this like like this like daughter of Falcon of 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 Carmine that wants to protect the family, and even brokers the peace between the Moronis and her, yeah. and like plans the whole hit on and, on on Dent. And, well, and you know you you've know. got this son that doesn't want to have anything to do with the family, right? Yeah. And then you have this BA daughter, who's right. Just yeah. like I'll just I just want to <laughs> right. sit at the table, right? You yeah. know, yeah. But he doesn't want her to. to but you have this like, you know, like this overprotective kind of father towards her, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing, which is funny because you know she has like these giant <laughs> she's enormous she's huge roman features of a gladiator and it's just yeah. like okay I get, who got the roman dna in this one all right yeah. Yeah. um but yeah so it, it's um also they, they didn't touch on this they did a little bit i wish they touched on it a little bit more um um uh this was not in the original at all but this came up later in catwoman's lore of being Falcone's illegitimate daughter. Yes. That was not in the original. That yes. wasn't even a plot point uh, when yeah, this that, came out. That kind of took me by surprise because when I mm-hmm. remember seeing that, I was just like, yeah. do I not remember the book correctly? Right. I don't remember this at all. Right, yeah. That, <laughs> that's a storyline that came up later in the comics, uh, more modern day comics mm-hmm. kind of do it. I think they do it in Gotham as well, in that Gotham show. Uh, in, oh my in, in the Gotham show, they yeah. talk about it. She's, I think it's, I think it's like confirmed in the Gotham show, but Gotham's all weird and stuff. But in the books, it's not confirmed, but it is alleged that Carmine Falcone is her father. Okay. Um, so that, but it's never been actually said. So just the idea of her trying to save Sophia at the end, like has a little more impact because that's her sister. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they, they didn't really go into it, but yeah. like that kind of had a little bit more of an emotional, st- you know, you know, tent to it. Yeah. Uh, because in the book, like, uh, uh, basically Catwoman causes her death. <laughs> like, right. Oh, yeah. Was, mm-hmm. uh, she does try to save her. She doesn't like actively kill her, but like, you know, she's like kind of struggling and then like ends up hanging herself or something. But in this, Sophia just literally lets go because her dad gets, gets popped so I'm like she don't have nothing to live for which I'm like you got the rest of the family I don't know <laughs> like yeah. so I guess the rest of the family's dead though because they all got taken out by the freaks all of by them. the by the by the by the guys well and that's that, and, yeah. and that's that's an interesting uh, dynamic with her too because like he's using the villains yeah to like 
Poison Ivy mm-hmm. and Scarecrow. Right. And he's yeah. using the villains to get his plan yeah. moving, like getting Bruce's wealth mm-hmm. and um, keeping yeah. Batman off the tra- off the trail and everything. Right. And she even comes up to him and is just like, you don't need yeah. to go to these weirdos these freaks yeah, to, exactly. to, to handle the business. Like, yeah, I can help with yeah, that. We got know? family. You yeah. know? It's like, and then she even brokers the peace with the Maronis and yeah. plans the whole thing mm-hmm. with Dent, you know, to prove that that's going to be a thing. And, you know, uh, but he just, he's, you know, he's just not wanting to, to, to let it slide yet. And it's, it's, um, it, it's very much like that whole, um, that power grab, not wanting to let that power go, kind of a kind of a thought process with him. Um, well, hold, holding on to the way things were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah, exactly. And and uh, just, but it, that just that that survival instinct after Alberto gets killed and like all these people are going, he just has to go with these these uh, these freaks as they're called or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But then after Dent becomes one, which again is call back to dark knight uh, yep. in a few ways that even whole like i believe in harvey dent that comes from this that yeah. comes from uh from uh, the long halloween which is i'm sad is not gilda's last line by the way because that's the last line of the book mm-hmm. Gilda saying i believe in harvey dent i kind of wish that was the last line in this just because it's like ah oh, it's so <laughs> it's so iconic because yeah. of dark knight now it's like it'd be nice if that was the that was the last line but that's where all this comes from so if you like the dark knight Long Halloween is where this a lot of this stuff comes from. Yep. So, especially the Harvey Dent stuff. Yep. How he, he definitely breaks. that's that, definitely yeah. that part of it for yeah. sure. I I honestly wish the Dark Knight didn't res, res, resolve Harvey Dent's thing by the end of it. Mm-hmm. I really would have liked a third movie with Two Face. Like just do like Two Face in the next yeah, movie. I think that would for be sure. Really cool. I think that would have been awesome. Honestly, um, I don't think you need to finish off Harvey's whole thing. Just have him do his thing afterwards. I think that would have been great. Um, but you know, they, they, they were, they were, I still enjoy the dark Knight. Uh, I just think that could have made dark Knight rises much better if it was Harvey. Uh, and then you could have done the rest of this where he gets Solomon Grundy on his side and starts taking over the town. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. I love that stuff. So I think this was also the, the story that kind of solidified Grundy as a Batman villain, because he was always a Justice League villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, started off as a Green Lantern uh, villain and always fought the Justice League and Justice Society more so. Yep. Uh, and where he kind of got integrated into Batman was this, I think. Because uh, they needed someone dumber than Croc, I think. Because um, really, where they find Grundy is like where you would find Croc. But like, right? Good call. It, it, the sewers it, and it feels like yeah. that's where Croc would be. But they needed somebody that was more kind of savage, so they were like, "Let's do Grundy. He's a character that we yeah. can use." But I, I'm pretty sure this is where he's kind of locked in as like a part of the Batman kind of rogues gallery, even though he's not really. He's more of a Justice League villain mm-hmm. and Justice Society villain more so. But it, he gets more used in Batman stuff because of this, I think. Um, and he kind of works as a, as a Batman villain. He's he's creepy and weird and has a poem that describes his life. You know, like <laughs> that's dark. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny because like he's literally named for that poem, uh, the Solomon Grundy born on a Monday, uh, di- died on Saturday, buried on Sunday, and then he just repeats that the whole thing is Grundy comes back. Yeah. And that that the whole idea of like him coming back is like uh, is, is a whole thing in the comics now, but. 
In this, he can't die. It seems like because he takes right. like he takes two fully automatics from Sophia. Yeah, it just stands there. So it's kind of hard to kill him. Uh, but yeah, uh, Cyrus Gold is his real name. I didn't know if you knew that one. Uh, but yeah, um, I did know that. Yeah, because of Gotham. Well, there you go. There we go. <laughs> Cyrus Gold. Uh, that was interesting. He was going to be a character on Arrow, and they just abandoned it, which was oh really? Yeah, there was a season two. They kind of introduced Cyrus Gold, and he was going to be this. A sort of scientifically undead zombie kind of thing. It was this serum or whatever, but uh, they just never went back to him. He just kind of disappeared after they opened up his whole thing. In Problem Rights. He was yeah. this great character, Butch. Yeah. He's a great character. Yeah. Because yeah. he's just like the quintessential thug. Yeah. You right. know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, he, and he dies. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, Butch. Come on, I love Butch. <laughs> yeah. And then, lo and behold, he gets put in like this vat of <laughs> stuff, chemicals, that, yeah. That because, yeah, you know, he comes home and grind. It's like, right? Oh, well, there we okay, go. <laughs> All right. sure, sure. Why not? There we go. Uh, <laughs> good times, uh, but yeah, I, we got that. We have uh, Poison Ivy taking the money from Bruce. Uh, he gets sick, which that's an interesting thing. Is that he's taking control for months. That we, which I like the idea of like so the and Alfred too yeah like the idea of this timeline yeah. like being this thing and like like Batman being controlled by Poison Ivy for months is like its own little story that I'd love to see happen. yeah for sure <laughs> like that's that that reminds me of the Brainiac episode of uh, Batman animated series oh yeah where Brainiac takes over Bruce Wayne and uh, Robin has to go to Superman mm-hmm. to find him like I love that 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 episode that that's a lot of fun uh, but yeah it's it's like there's the this whole idea of like Batman like not doing anything for months because he's mm-hmm. under control of Poison Ivy signing away his fortune. So uh, yeah, it's to the Falcones. So I, I just like it. It really solidifies that idea of this whole thing being a full year of a, of a campaign where you're just run a campaign like it's a RPG. Uh, it's like like it's a D and D session, but no, this, yeah. this whole thing of like. The whole year of like from Halloween to Halloween, yes, yeah. poetic, kind of kind of ideal. But again, y- you get down to the to the grass to the gra- to the brass tacks of it all, and uh, uh, basically Harvey just does a whole hit on the whole on the entire uh, family with Joker and Penguin and Ivy and Scarecrow and Hatter and yep, uh, just, they all just best Scarecrow design by the way. Love this Scarecrow. It's good. It's awesome. It's good. I like the Mad Hatter too. Yeah. Anytime we, we make make him into like the the midget. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little tiny guy. This, yeah, this, yeah. And he's got that real thick like yeah like uh, Dick Van Dyke accent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What's all this then? What's all this? Oh, I suppose I'm going to do. Yeah. This is the Mad Hatter, but <laughs> Jervis Tetch. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, but he, he gets all these guys together, and like is this really great splash page uh, in the comic of them all in his office. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this, it all kind of leads up to that, because they're just killing all the Falcones like, yep. on the streets, doing this, and then they all kind of come up to his, uh, to his office, uh, you know, to, to kill him, while, uh, you know, Sophia's like, double autoing him and you know she gets buried under uh some rubble and falcone thinks she's mm-hmm. dead so he gets his sniper rifle out and just starts you know trying to take out grundy like, don't shoot grundy shoot the guys next to grundy right <laughs> like, yeah but, but uh you know they get him inside of his in his thing and they they basically two-face is going to kill him because but he has it he's like just for once i'm not going to make the decision this is and he's got the two sides two at a yep. coin one scratched out it's like this is two-face this is what we're gonna do 
But then Batman and Catwoman show up, which is, again, a big difference because Catwoman's in that team that, yeah. that takes on the Falcones. But in this, it kind of makes sense because, like, she's trying to protect who she thinks is her dad, and he needs she needs to know who her mom is. That's her motivation, which, you know, is good motivation for Catwoman. She doesn't even know her mom's name, mm-hmm. but this guy might know her mom's name. Um, that's completely new to this whole story, and I kind of like it a lot. Yeah. Um, I hope they kind of continue with this line because there's a whole Catwoman story about her looking for her lineage, which they could really tie into this. Because she, sure. she has a sister who's a nun, kind of ties in with Black Mask. There's all sorts of stuff that they could really tie in with that. So, like, I say take this Catwoman. I guess you can't have Naya Rivera player. Sorry. Yeah. But you mm-hmm. know, take this Catwoman and, and like, spin, spin that off, off yeah. into a Catwoman movie. Because they got a Catwoman movie coming out that's... Uh, Done sort of like the uh, the anime, the Bushido anime characters. Oh. They're doing a Catwoman anime that's like her and Batwoman oh, doing, okay. doing some adventure. They released it in Fando and they showed a trailer for it. So looks pretty fun. I'm going to check that yeah. out. Yeah, it looks pretty fun. I, it's called, I can't remember what it's called. The Catwoman, the, uh, something Thief of the Night. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> so I should have made that my reanimation recommendation. Yeah. I uh, didn't even think about it. Uh, but yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, you, you have this interesting thing of her like being a Falcone, maybe, and her needing to get that name. But then she tries to save Sophia. Like, there's all this stuff that like really like they didn't quite were able to to capitalize on. But after all that happens, there, uh, you know, uh, he puts two in Falcone, uh, two face puts, two bullets. That's all he. That's all he has. Mm-hmm. Gets him twice. Uh, Sophia ends up falling off and you know basically killing herself. Which is sad because <laughs> Sophia is like one of my favorite characters in the movie. Um, but then we get uh, they get we get the whole Harvey uh, basically confessing to being a holiday. Yeah, because Batman has discovered he went to his you know he. It's a really creepy scene actually because like you think it uh, where he goes uh, you left the door he's talking to Gilda you left the door to the basement open she goes, I didn't go in the basement today but she doesn't even look yeah like she doesn't even look over there like she's so like out of it you know and just like. This spaced out, you know, kind of a it, it it's she's a weird character in this from, from the get go. Yeah, from the get go, and I like it a lot mm-hmm. because, like, as it is in the original book, she is the other holiday killer. So the two holiday killers in the book were Alberto Falcone, who did it from the first year, yeah, and then she picked it up to basically kill the Falcones so that Harvey didn't have to work anymore. Yeah, you know, she was just kind of demented and you know, kind of crazy about this. And in this, it's a completely different motivation. I would argue probably a bit better. <laughs> it's like in a lot of ways. I like it, it a lot. I did too. It's a bit grim. It is. It, I mean, it's very grim, actually. It's horribly grim. But, um, so, it just, uh, so Gilda is the other killer. Um, and uh, did they imply that Alberto was, or was it Harvey? It was Harvey. No, it was, yeah, it was not Yeah, Alberto, Alberto was not a thing, yeah. He he died because the Alberto twist came with Gilda. That's what it Correct. was, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the change with Alberto, Alberto does play a part in this, but it's not an active killer part, killer role, um, uh, which, uh, <laughs> it, 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 I like how they set that up because, like, Berto's always doing, like, the crossword puzzles, and then, like, you know, right. and they even says like, "Oh, you, you you need more pieces of the puzzle." And Batman's like, "Oh," and he gets to the, "Oh, I can't believe it." Oh, it's a But you know, he's he's always like having a different person, and yeah, like he's not he's not a detective yet. He doesn't know it. This is kind of him getting his detective chops, you know. Um, but uh, just the so he basically confesses like, 
I'm the holiday killer. That's that's what it is, you know, and like slaps the cuffs on him, you know, and then like, you know, but even Batman's kind of like, that doesn't make sense, you know, like there's parts of it that don't make any sense. Uh, and then months, you know, like after that's done, boom, he's in jail. And then he he just looks up and says Gilda's name because Gilda's the one that actually was the holiday killer in this. Yeah. Uh, and the reason is because she actually met Albert in Oxford, which is another thing they dropped in it. Yeah, uh, which I, I really liked how they did that. They 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 set this up very well. So in Oxford Law School, where she was a lawyer and she meant something, and et cetera, et cetera, uh, and uh, she met Albert. They had a baby, or she she got pregnant, um, and but because she wasn't part of the family or was the wrong woman, she wasn't accepted by the family, and they literally forced her, you know, to yeah. get rid of the baby, which yeah. is. Horrid. Uh, yeah, very much. Which to this ties into the whole rubber nipple on the, the rubber nipple gun, guns. Yep. Uh, which was very, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, just the idea of that being a thing. But that, yeah. in, in the original, it was just because like the rubber nipple thing was, um, it was a silencer, but also I forgot why Alberto did it. Um, I forget why, why his, his motivation for doing it was, but for this it was very clearly that. And there was a whole conversation. When I first saw this, I didn't, think it made sense probably because i missed the first one where they established batman and and uh harvey's relationship Mm -hmm. um just the idea that like batman's not going to tell gordon about gilda being you know the the being holiday right but then you realize that it's because of harvey like harvey did this to protect her he's going to he's going to just if it wasn't Harvey, he would do it. You right. Know, it's like, and well, and that's but, why he even yeah. says he's just yeah. like because well, because Harvey's my friend. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like and but really he should have said because I believe in Harvey Dent. That's oh, what he should have yeah. said. That's what he should have said. It would have been perfect. <laughs> it's like missed opportunity. It would have missed completely missed opportunity. But yeah, he basically just goes to her and says, "I need to know that holiday's done." And she said, "He's dead." You know, like, there's no more holiday. You know, because uh, Falcone's dead. Yeah. Which Harvey did kill him. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, uh, it, it 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 all it all works very well because uh, of that relationship that Batman has with Harvey Dent, the whole Two Face thing, which I love. I think that was like the, the the one of the coolest things about Harvey Dent from Batman the Animated Series, just this idea that they were friends. I want to say that is that's not where that I want to say that's where that came from, but I can't remember if they ever established if. Harvey Dent and Bruce Wayne were friends before then, because I don't think that was ever an established thing. He was always the DA, like Harvey Dent was always the DA, but the idea that Harvey Dent and Bruce Wayne were these friends, yeah, I think came from the animated series. I don't. I you think see, it's, that's it's so. It's from. so hard for me to know because yeah, I didn't really dive into Batman comics until after the animated series, right? Like there were just a handful of books that I had, right. One of which was like Batman versus Predator. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? exactly. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So like, I didn't have all this 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 deep connection with like Batman lore mm-hmm. until after the animated series comes out, right? And then I start diving into those things. So mm-hmm. like, a lot of my Batman history, yeah, is birthed out of right the animated series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same same with me. Um, and you know, like, there are certain things that I know are you know animated series created, such as. Mr. Freeze's entire origin. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so like, the best. The, the best. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's not just a guy who drives an ice cream yeah. truck and robs banks. Like you know, Harley not, Quinn. Harley Quinn, completely created for uh, for that, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's it, I, I want to say this is where that relationship came from, and that's where they 
bred this mm-hmm. off of and everything. So, because really, like, Two-Face wasn't really that deep. It was just he was a DA that got, he was a man of law who became yeah. a man of, of crime, and that's the whole dichotomy of him. But Bruce Tim and Paul Dini did that, did the series with him, and then they did the comic book. I don't know if you've ever read the comic book adaptation of his origin, which is amazing. Two-Face? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't remember what that story was called, but it's Bruce Tim did the art, Paul Dini did the writing, and it's this, I, the uh, he's actually in love with one woman, and he keeps getting seduced by his twin sister, who by her twin sister. Oh, okay. So, like the character that's in the animated series, his wife, like his wife, she has a twin sister. Okay. That's like I definitely have not read that. Totally demented and like yeah. seducing him and stuff like that, and just like and just messing his brain up. This was the pitch for this idea of this of the of the show's episode. Okay, and it was too dark; they couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, he, he he actually scars himself in this. Oh, he, he's like he's like thinking about Harvey Dent, or he's thinking about Big Bad Harv and everything, mm-hmm. and he just grabs a handful of like hot coals and just slams it on oh half gosh. of his own face, and that's why his hand gets all messed up too yeah. and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's it's crazy. But wow, it's a great book. Like it, it's it's crazy good. Um, uh. I, and it was like the pitch for like that original story and everything, but it's it's way too sexy, way too sure. violent sure, for sure, a sure. thing. But that's when Two Face kind of became this because in '97 this came out and is kind of sort of the the default de facto uh, origin of Harvey Dent because it was used in Dark Knight, and Dark Knight is you know the most consciousness of normies of what mm. people think of Batman. So you know. It, uh, very, very, very cool. Um, because you know, again, like, like the animated series started a lot of things. Like again, uh, Mister Freeze being a tragic villain. You know, yeah. like, that was even put in that comically bad Batman and Robin movie that mm-hmm. I love. That I love. <laughs> like, if you watch that movie <laughs> as a nineteen sixty six Batman adaptation, <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> like, it's just great. What killed the dinosaurs? Which doesn't really work with his tragic backstory <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Uh, oh, but they even work gosh. in the tragic backstory to that. Yeah. Like, because, like, that's, the, that's Mr. Freeze's origin now. He mm-hmm. can't ever be the bank robber who stole diamonds, who stole diamonds in the back of an ice cream truck. He can't yeah. ever be that now. You know, so just taking these characters and giving them a new life, that's kind of what they did for Harvey Dent, or gave him a little extra depth. Yes. Originally, it's a pretty good gimmick, just to, again, man of the law, man of crime, cut in half. That's a good little, di- you know, quote-unquote dichotomy for uh, for a villain, you know. And uh, I, it's interesting just because, like, you have these stories of, like, origins, you have the Killing Joke, which yeah. is another quintessential uh, uh, Batman run, which is a canon, not so canon, is canon now, uh, telling of Joker's origin. Sure, uh, this failed comedian, and mm-hmm. it is it is pretty much canon now. It wasn't when Malin Moore wrote it because it was completely uncanon. It was just going to be his offshoot, but mm-hmm. they, it was so successful and people liked it so much they just paralyzed Barbara Gordon. <laughs> And made her Oracle. Yeah, uh, right. Put her in Suicide Squad as Oracle, which I which I forgot was her first appearance was in the original Suicide comic um, as as Oracle. So um, and it, but um, you know like that that whole idea of her becoming Oracle came from this offshoot idea. So and that pretty much translated into Joker having that origin. But now Joker's origin is that he is 
immune to origins. <laughs> like that's his superpower is that he is immune to canon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, like, it's whatever yeah. you want it to be. There were three jokers. There was this guy. There was, mm-hmm. I, I was pretty excited for three jokers. Um, it didn't work out that great. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was a little excited about that too. Yeah. I thought that concept was really, really cool. I, I thought it was good until the end happened and then nothing really came of it. Yeah. It was just kind of like, well, that was a cool story, but what did it do? <laughs> yeah, yeah right, like, right. You know, like, and, you know, and I guess you could save the argument for this, but what this Halloween, long Halloween did, it's an origin for Two-Face. Yep. You know, it's, it's a retelling of that origin. And, uh, you know, and I, revisiting the origins of older characters uh, is, is, is a lot of fun. It's, it's hard to make a new villain for Batman, you know, like... When's the last time was it done? Because there's Court of Owls. Court of Owls. That was I was literally going to say that's yeah. probably the best one that they've had in yeah. a long time. Yeah. I think <laughs> J- James Tinian has this new character. What's his name? Ghost Hunter, Ghost Killer, something like that. He's pretty interesting. Um, uh, it, he's he's basically a guy who's followed Bruce Wayne around. And like trained in the same places that he trained. Okay. And he keeps fighting. He keeps fighting Bruce Wayne to like, kind of like get better. It's he's a very interesting character. Tinian, huh. Tinian's got an interesting way of of, of, of writing, which I like. Um, but you know, like these characters, like because Hush, that was like a big like I'm gonna introduce this new yeah. character. But he never really worked outside of Hush. Right, exactly. Like Hush, like it, they, like that, and that was a great story. It was, but that that can't. That's not like this big yeah. ongoing character. Right, like it, it should have just been someone that he knew because yeah. it, it can't really work outside of that character that, that occurred. You know, because like, they tried it and it never really worked. Like, yeah. like Thomas Elliot as a villain as a villain never really worked outside of it. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, like like other than Court of Owls, like before that, like Bane. Like, was that, like, Zaz, maybe? Like, Zaz isn't a big one, but he is one. Yeah, but he's like, not, like, I, I, I wouldn't even put him in, like, the rogues. Right. You know, he's, he's just... He's, he's a just, recurring character. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's um, like Montoya or... Yeah, gosh, would yeah. Bane be the I think, first one since then? I think then? Bane would be the one since Court of Owls, really. Like... Yeah, you're probably right. I think, you know, and, and Court of Owls, that's a group of people. <laughs> that's a oh, whole, no, that's, like, this whole, whole yeah. underworld right, thing. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, but the, it, it keeps getting used, and it, it's a fun concept, you know, this, this whole underworld of Gotham kind of thing is Gotham's always been yeah. like a character onto its own as presented in Long Halloween. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's really what it feels like Long Halloween, why it works and why the movie works as well is just you get this idea of like this this shifting change throughout Gotham because of all this you know psychotic you know costumed villainy going on and just how that's affecting real people and right. you know but then you have uh, that paralleling with how the mafia affected regular people like Alberto and Gilda who just mm. wanted to have a regular life and yeah. they screwed that up and now this was ultimately their downfall yeah. which is they screwed her over and she was and she went crazy and just found a way to to just meekly mousily kill all of them you know mm-hmm. which is crazy uh, I do like the I, I think the ending is really good where him and Batman her and Batman have that conversation because there's really no other like real way to do that scene because she's just thinking it to herself. Yeah, we can't really do that in there. But it's got to be a yeah, dialogue. It's got to be a dialogue. She's got to be having it with somebody. But it is a really creepy scene in the book where she's just burning everything. She's like throwing away the gun and throwing yeah. away the hat, and she's just talking about how like I did this for you, Harvey. Is I believe in Harvey Dent. Right. It's just like oh my god, it was Gilda. Yeah. It was Gilda the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you're freaking out. And and they never found it out. That's yeah. that's what I thought was really cool about the book. Is like Batman never figured it out, Gordon never figured it out, and uh, I guess they could have had her just 
talking out loud. Yeah, yeah. But but again, it also kind of hits really be- it hits better because like the origin story they gave is a little better than just Agreed. her being a simp yeah. for Harvey. Um, also, Batman knowing but not really doing anything because of his relationship with Harvey. You still can it, develop some sympathy for her. Yeah, you can develop sympathy for it, but it's like, but if you have that little part of you that's like, well, Batman should be about justice, but it's like, but it's Harvey. That's yeah. the reason. It's because yeah. it's Harvey. It's like mm-hmm. it's because it's his friend who did this for her that he's just gonna let this slide, and it's just like, but. If I ever see a gun with a nipple in it again, like, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm coming right back here. It's like coming right back here. Uh, and and that that's always been a thing about Batman that I, that, that that aspect of Batman that I liked is that you know like he's always like kind of like seen as they, they always kind of do him as like this dirty like like down to uh, grody kind of dude. But like some of the parts that I enjoyed like from animated series was when you know when he when she wasn't reformed, but when Pamela Isley was reformed in an episode mm-hmm. and he went to visit her yep, and, you know, and like he was like questioning her, but she like had all the answers and he just like left and it was just like, good luck. Like he wasn't, you know, like turns out she was the villain of the episode, right. but it was nice yeah. to see like Batman just being like, Hey, look, like I'm not going to just harass you all the time. Like, mm-hmm. like you're being, you're doing better. So that's great. You know, like that's, that's what, that's what it's all about. That's what the mission is, is making sure that the world is better piece by piece, little by little. That's uh, that's the mission, man. That's, yeah. that's Batman's whole shtick. Um, you know, I, I I thought this was a really good adaptation. Uh, I liked all. The I agree. So, um, yeah. Uh, any other closing thoughts? I think we've. Talked. No, I mean that's like I said. You know, any any time that a story uh, can get can just squeeze so many rogues mm-hmm. into the book or into the yeah. story. But then they're not even the main yeah. uh, antagonist of the right. book. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's I, I love that. Yeah, and, and I, you yeah. know, it's just because it when, when you can turn such great villains, which I, I would argue Batman has the best rogues gallery. Yeah, uh, I, the, Spider-Man would probably be the closest one. It's but, the only one that has an argument. Yeah, and, but I mean, I, but growing up, that right. Batman was my guy. So, yeah. So you, when you've got that big rogues gallery and you can squeeze yeah. them in and still have them as side characters like yes. that, mm-hmm. that don't that that, that yeah. just like nails it for me. So yeah, and not only that, like making it feel natural because it takes over the course of a year. So right. it's, it's not yeah. like just like a week. All these villains are out doing exactly. A thing. It's like oh my god, which is Gotham is the worst place ever. Which <laughs> which can be fun because it's fun and hush. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's fair. Because that that's takes fair. place like literally in a month. It's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> it's like it takes over a little bit because like. I think Batman's injured for a large portion of it and can't do anything. But, you know, a lot of stuff happens in Hush. Hush is another Halloween, again, Jeff Loeb, same right. writer. So it's a it's a very long Halloween-esque type of story anyway, just with Jim Lee doing the doing the writing as well. So mm-hmm. Jim Lee doing the doing the art. Uh, so, it, but it is, it does feel like a long Halloween. And, and that's, they've announced now, uh, not too long ago, that uh, uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale will be doing a long Halloween sequel. Uh, comic. Uh, so uh, that was announced, I think, a couple days ago. I don't okay. think it was very long ago that they announced that. But they will be doing a sequel series, uh, and uh, I'm down for that. Yeah, uh, it's the same creators, so like it's not some schmuck doing that. Right, <laughs> right. It's not somebody else entirely. Uh, you know, uh, but um, and you know, it's not like those guys are, are stale. They did, uh, you know, they, they they do the color books. They do they did. If, if you if anybody hasn't read Daredevil Yellow, Hulk Gray, those uh, are really good books. Spider Man Blue, mm-hmm. and uh, I haven't read Cap White. 
Cap no, that, that one's really good, too. Yeah, I haven't read that All one. of those are just great stories. Yeah, I haven't read Cap White. I definitely want to read that one for sure. Um, uh, it's... Uh, I, I I love Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Just they they have a chemistry. They, yeah, they know how to make a really good book, and uh, all those are really great. And the first and Long Halloween is great. So I'm pretty excited for a Long Halloween too. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know what you would do with it. Um, I guess you would continue on. Like, would you do the same thing? The Long Christmas. The Long Christmas. I don't know. Like, like what would you do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, if I had to do a sequel to the Long Halloween, like. Would it be? Uh, I would probably just do something that's like tied to it, but a different plot. I agree. Like, like I, I wouldn't like. Bring, let's keep it in the same yeah. universe. Yeah, the like, same whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but let's do something completely different. Completely different. Like all those I, characters I there. You got Two Face. All that stuff happened. You know, and in the book, you didn't, they didn't know that Gilda was was uh, yeah. the other one. So yeah. So who knows? And Alberto's still alive in the book too. So you know, like we could continue with Alberto doing something. But definitely, I think you should like you know maybe have like a little nod to the to the holiday with the nipple with the, with the gun. Uh, but yeah, just I, I definitely would take these characters and say that happened and then do a new book yeah. about it. I think it's Calendar great. Man was behind it the whole time. The whole time it was Calendar Man. It was Julian Day. Oh my gosh. You know, Calendar Man, he, uh, he, he's been made cool now. You know, again, he doesn't really do, he was just a gimmick character. You know, uh, if you ever seen his old costume, it's ridiculous. Oh yeah. Uh, but now he's like, he's that, like that, yeah. that Hannibal Lecter, Posted notes that that's what he was in the Arkham video game. Uh, he was really creepy in the Arkham. Yeah, the Arkham. <laughs> yeah, Arkham City. That, but it was basically that. He was mm-hmm. just that character from from Long Halloween. There's so many like things. It's it's very Batman animated series. Like a lot of things are pulled from this storyline that, that that really work. And it's a it's a staple. I think people yeah. should absolutely read it. Even if you didn't read it and you just watched the 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 movie, go back and read it. I think it's definitely worth it. Uh, it has it has a whole. It, it's very noir, uh, very very dark. Uh, th- I would say there's more black in this than color. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like there, there are scenes that are just straight up, just nothing but blackness and like a vague outline yeah. of a person, like full pages of black. Um, it's just very, very noir. This this series and uh, I love it. I think it's great. yeah yeah for sure. It plays out just like one of those old pulp stories, you know, mm-hmm. like, like from the shadow. He's like mm-hmm. even even down to the weird visual of a of a of a gun with a nipple on it. You know, it's a, <laughs> it's a weird visual. Yeah. It's just, but it's something that like burns into your head. You know, it's like crazy. But uh, that's uh, that's gonna do it, John. Thank you for being on. Yeah, man. Appreciate it as always. Good idea for for Long Halloween too. It, yeah. It, it came out months ago, and that's like years for me. So <laughs> I forgot it was a thing until you brought it up. And like, it's like so it's, it was funny because you were just like, yeah, we could do that one day. And I was yeah. like, no, let's do it for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, <it's just> like, <laughs> oh yeah, that makes perfect sense because we literally just talked about doing something for Halloween, and my brain thought, well, that was months ago we talked about that, and then oh wait, no, that was yesterday we talked about it. So yes, yeah, it, it's very very good. Yes, go check it out. Absolutely. Uh, but this has been the Animation Destination Podcast. And check us out at animationdestination.com. Check us out at destinationcomics.com slash DNN. Or on Facebook and on Instagram soon. Ooh. I'll be posting stuff on Instagram. Be doing some more art. Spreading wings. Spreading some wings. Going to be doing some art. I'm doing some animation. I'm doing some animation. I've been practicing some of that. So uh, can take a look at Animation Destination on Instagram. At Animation Destination. Have the account. Nothing gets posted on it yet, but it will. It, <laughs> will it is there. It is happening. But that's going to do it for our super spooky special episode. 
of the Animation Destination Podcast. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned.